you can drown yourself. <laughs> Sometimes I, I want to. <laughs> I know. God. <laughs> Welcome to Dad Gum Enriquez Review a Movie, Episode 11 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dadgum Enriquez Review a Movie. I'm one of your co-hosts, Luke Dadgum Petri. And I'm Gordon Enriquez Strickler. Here at Dadgum Enriquez, we go out, we watch a movie, we have some drinks, then we come back and talk about that movie from two completely different perspectives. I usually take the opinion that most things that are made today are no good. Okay, yep. And how do you do it? Um, everything is good until proven guilty. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. It's a crime drama. In the room with us are our wives, Tatum and Maria. Hey. Hi. Good. That was a little. That was a little quicker than the Lion King. Guy. Yeah. So it was a little hell, Hello. They were hello. so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so this uh, this week we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is Quentin Tarantino's ninth movie. Um, it was uh, produced by Columbia Pictures and distributed, I think, by Sony. But I I, I stopped caring. Basically, it's Quentin Tarantino. It's Quentin Tarantino. That's yeah. that's all you need to know. His last film. It's been four years since he's done a film. Uh, the Hateful Eight was his last uh, release, and he's kind of been out of the spotlight. And it was it was kind of funny because when I started going down through the uh, the cast for this movie, it was weird that Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt both have not done a lot of acting since 2015. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Whenever you told me that, I was like, no, you're wrong. I mean, you're, you're looking at the wrong website, and you're like, well, it's Google, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I started going through it. So really, Leonardo DiCaprio probably plays arguably the lead in this movie. He plays Rick Dalton. Uh, that's a... Uh, we'll call it spaghetti western actor sort of struggling with his career he was a co-lead yeah it's yeah i'll give it that i struggled with that a little bit so i'd say his the other co-lead in this would be brad pitt and we'll get to him in a minute but he plays cliff booth which is rick dalton's stunt double uh dicaprio was last in the revenant prominently in 2015 um brad pitt had a couple of cameos Mm. here and there he was in deadpool 2 as the vanisher very briefly he was in a Netflix uh, movie or documentary, I don't know which, called War Machine, which I haven't seen. I've never even his, heard of it. I, I hadn't either. And then his last big screen thing was The Big Short back in 2015. So he's been mm-hmm. in and out. However, on the other side of things, someone who's been in Hollywood quite a bit is probably the uh, third main cast member in this. It, definitely the lead from a female perspective. That's yep. Margot Robbie. Um, she played Sharon Tate. She was in a ton of things through 2018, but her last three projects were Mary Queen of Scots, which I'd never heard of, Slaughterhouse Rules, which I'd never <laughs> heard of, and Terminal, which I had seen a preview for and, and wish I hadn't heard you of. You didn't see the previews for Mary Queen of Scots? No. Because she plays a not attractive person, and it's very trippy. Oh, well, maybe I will go see that, because yeah, I like, well, I like no, when actresses I'm, do that. I'm, However, I'm when like... Charlize Theron did that for Monster, it like ruined yeah, Charlize I'm, Theron I'm for me. Yeah, I'm going to say don't, <laughs> yeah, don't do it. So don't do maybe that Maybe I won't yourself. do that. So I'd say the other probably worthwhile mentioning person in this would be uh, Margaret Qualley, I believe is how you say it. She played um, a hippie uh, named Pussycat. <laughs> she played a hippie. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of hippie hate yeah, in this movie. Was, so yeah, I want to talk is. about that too because that actually made me really, really smile a lot. But she's been in a lot already in 2019. This is her fourth film that she's been in in 2019. She was in Adam, which I hadn't heard of, Native Son, which I think I had heard of, and then I.O., which I'm not really sure what that is. But they were all kind of minor parts except for maybe io she may have been the lead in that there was a slew of people in this movie there was a lot of the elephant austin butler dakota fanning 
Bruce Dern, Al Pacino, just to name a few. But there were a ton of people who made mm-hmm. guest spots. Yeah. And a lot of Quentin Tarantino's uh, favorites. So he has a, a pretty strong history of sticking with a, a Quentin Tarantino cast. Like, I kind of halfway expected Samuel L. Jackson to pop up at any given moment because <laughs> he's in a lot of this stuff. But yeah, so that's... That's pretty much rounds out the cast, man. I mean, you want to talk, um, and I'm going to kind of save my thoughts around them as we go into this. But is there anything else or anybody else you want to mention in terms of who was in this? Um, the only other person that I think I want to mention is the guy who played Bruce Lee. I don't remember his name. I think it's like Mike Moe. Yeah. But he deserves a mention because he, does. he, he was great. He's pretty good. And then and just because we have, are recently off Stranger Things 3, uh, yeah, Maya Hawk was in right. this. So Robin shows up here. I think um, we forgot Kurt Russell, which is a pretty big oh, name. Kurt Russell was in this. Kurt, I just he's doing. I just love the Kurt Russell Renaissance that's going on right now through Hollywood. That he just randomly pops up. He's also the narrator through this movie, which in the beginning, oh, really, yeah. So, so in the beginning, I was like, oh, oh, did you tell me that yeah. on the way home, Tatum? <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard you. I was just you know doing it for the show. Right <laughs> there we go. Um, so let's talk about it, man. So if you had to put a guess to this from a budgetary perspective, uh, what do you think? Um, just because of the people that were in it i'm gonna say is probably quite a bit the actual you know stuff wasn't you know super high tech so i'm gonna say 150 well let me ask you this because before i give you the answer the the fact that it's not high tech do you think that makes it more expensive uh what, what do you mean because like all the CGI around and everything readily available oh you're talking about from that perspective yeah, i thought yeah, you meant yeah. like no, no, the no, actual no, props no, no, no. i was okay. talking about like cgi and, no okay you know, got, all got that it. animation type stuff that right no I, it was just like you know let's let's get on a set and film so i think just for the people about 150 million okay um it's closer to about half of that it was 90 to 96 million dollars that's not half but okay well, yeah, 75 <laughs> okay so <laughs> two-thirds <laughs> okay two-thirds <laughs> Really? It didn't break a hundred million? No, didn't break a hundred million. That's interesting. That's yep. the worst you've done. That is well, yeah. Well, I was actually I, a little I said bit like twenty five thousand. You know what? I think, one of them, I think and, I, and I could be totally wrong on this, but I kind of feel like most of the actors that probably interact with Quentin Tarantino just want to do one of these movies. So they probably aren't going through like salary boosts or anything like that. They probably yeah. just like working on this. That's fair. Because I, I think these end up being passion projects in the end. Yeah. I think there's a lot into it. Yep. Um, so opening day uh, monies was 16.9 um, domestically on just the Thursday night preview shows. Oh, okay. Um, through the course of the first weekend, it has been locked in so far at $40.3 million. So it's halfway through its budget. Um, that's just domestic? That's just domestic. I don't I don't ever talk internationally because these come in like a week later. So. Uh, do, not doing bad right now. I think yeah. when I spotted like the 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 thought of where it was going to land internationally, it was like at one twenty or one thirty for the. So opening. it'll make its money. Yeah. in the first weekend. Yeah. that's cool. It is the highest uh, pre-ticket sales on any Tarantino movie. Really? Yep. I did. I see wonder that if that's that. just because that's the new trend, and especially with the way so. that theaters are, where you have to like reserve seats. Yeah, I, th- I, I well, kind of so, think that that's a. Yeah, I think I think all of those sort of stats around pre-ticket sales are bogus now because with the reserve seating, I think that's completely changed the market. So mm-hmm. I think pre-ticket sales. Oh, yeah. are Right are up. way way up comparative so i don't think that's that's a fair thing to to talk about so uh yeah i mean that about rounds out the stats and everything around the movies um let's go ahead and yep. get into this thing so man. uh let's let's go ahead and do the spoiler warning um we're going to be talking in depth about the entirety of the movie is your phone going off in the middle of a podcast it, it happened <laughs> this is like at the movie theater it's actually like, i'm your phone say, on, no, on vibrate was it yours oh crap <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't okay know. Okay, well, there's a rogue person in here. It's a ghost. It's the iPad. It's oh, the it's iPad, iPad problem we've had. I kind of hoped it was a ghost. <laughs> um, so, 
yep, I, I think I gave the spoiler warning and then I got distracted. So uh, while I'm being distracted, I'm going to be sipping on my new drink, which um, it's new in the sense of the brand. I'm drinking a bird dog whiskey, which I had not heard of before. I think that's like gut rot bourbon, man. <laughs> it's Oh, it's bad? You know, we, I mean, we, we have people we can call if we have to. Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. Bought it's, three it's, bottles, it's, so. Well, I did, but it, it's bird dog peach whiskey with Sprite quite delicious that's a weird combo so i um i'm just guys i just got out of the car i've been in the car for eight and a half hours drove down from north carolina after seeing my newly born niece so i'm sticking with yingling and already sweating (laughs) (laughs) it's not even hot in here i know shout out to juliet sophia new babies and whatever all right man (laughs) so so so, uh, let's let's get into the plot then all right so 15 seconds first me or you um me okay this is about a once famous actor um he's he's going through his fall of fame and he's doing it with his best friend and stunt double uh whatever his name was cliff booth and uh this is also a a side quest of the sharon tate charlie manson murder Okay, uh, my fifth, ah, my fifteen second plot is yeah I I'm right there with you. This is a story about the friendship through sort of the insecurities around an actor who hasn't quite hit it as big as he'd hoped to. I think he was a television uh, star more so yeah, than Bounty anything Law. else, and kind of yeah Bounty Law, and kind of fell off from the the movie side. I don't I'm not buying into the Sharon Tate storyline <clears throat> at all, and I and I don't know a lot of the backstory, but I think that was all just a clever distraction. And we'll go into that more, but still, uh, girls, uh, is that what y'all saw? Is that what you guys witnessed? I see Tatum's got a mouthful. Of yeah, she's got a mouthful. And she's of about drink. to choke. So, bring it. Is that what you saw? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Sharon Tate part of it was essential to make the movie what it was. So, I don't know exactly what you mean by you didn't buy it, but I mean, obviously, it was a, you know. Uh, like you said, so why? A wait, wait, no, hold on. No, why is that? A, why is that essential? I don't think it's essential it's to the story at all. It's essential to the people who know anything about that story to make it as cool as it was when the. I'm so interested by you. that. I'm yes. so interested in the fact that like people who know Sharon Tate and all of that story, right. if they watched a completely different movie than uh, I just no, watched. No, I 100 no, percent agree. It's with because that. what was so. T- which I'm sure we'll talk about, but there was a climax to the movie, and you know what I'm talking about, and that's because. Of Sharon Tate. But did it have to be Sharon Tate? I mean, to me, I, I guess my thing is this, the Sharon Tate slash Manson family tie-in, I don't think had to happen in this for it to be the same movie. I, agree. I think I it just think made it, it more, happen, more spectacular. But. And it threw, I felt so dumb at this. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just remind me when we get to the very end of this movie, just say, mm-hmm. I want to know why you felt dumb. Because I'm this movie did that. make me feel dumb. Girls, at will point. you please re- remind him? I'm, I'm yeah. going to forget. All right. Absolutely. So you want to jump into this thing, man? Yeah, let's jump into okay. it. Okay, so I, I I took I didn't take a lot of notes to this movie. I kind of wrote down scenes because it did jump around to a lot of different scenes. So if I hit something faster <laughs> than you want to, man. Yeah, it jumped around. It was more of like a what the heck is going on? What's the story of this movie? Jump so, right, around that that kind of blows my mind because so my my experience with Tarantino movies has always been this: it goes a hundred miles per hour for like twenty minutes, uh-huh. and then it is so slow yep. for like an hour and a half, and then it takes off and goes crazy again. And I didn't get that at all. I actually felt this is one of the more clear cut mo- movies he did. I was never lost in the storyline, uh, and I no, I was never lost. Okay, and it so held I, my attention the entire time. I wasn't necessarily lost in the storyline. Like, I feel like I, I understood what was going on. It was just, like, 
they had so many different clips and they were showing so many different like old movies that they were trying to show as i don't know if it was nostalgia or what for well, i think for it was more just generation yeah i and, think it was a little bit of that and then placing uh rick dalton into these movies that he never existed because he's a fictional character those were kind of cool but no it just seemed like it was a lot of excessiveness is what i'll call it well it, yeah it was definitely pay, like paying tribute to the 1960s slash yeah which means upcoming nothing 70s. to me no it means nothing to me nothing. either really like but i mean that was that was a one of the quote-unquote golden ages of hollywood there was a lot of stuff coming out then so i think there was a lot of like love lettering from tarantino back to that era so that's fair girls did you have something you wanted to say well so um what were your initial reactions to the movie Oh, oh okay. yeah, that's, that's important. <laughs> that's okay, fair. we're gonna do these initial reactions, and we're gonna ramp this thing up because I'm re- I'm I'm excited to talk about this. So why don't um, you go first? Because I I watched your face as we exited, mm-hmm. and then uh, through the next day, yeah, and I was like, oh, he, yeah, he didn't like this. I'm calling this a, a 90-10 movie, and I'm gonna say ninety percent of this movie I didn't like. And I'm going to say 10% of this movie was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. No, this, so it's it's a very, it's weird for me. I, I don't know what's going on with this movie okay, for me. Okay, well, we'll go so with that, that. That's my initial my reaction. My reaction, this is fantastic. Like, this is the best Tarantino movie I've seen since, since Pulp Fiction. It's definitely oh, second, dang. if not tied for first for me. Like, I thought the cast was phenomenal. I loved every second of this. The cast is really great. Like, I laughed a lot in this. Uh, Leo is one of my favorite actors just ever, and him getting eaten by a bear in The Revenant is one of my favorite scenes in any movie. And Brad Pitt has—I'm sold on him, and him in World War Z was freaking awesome. Yeah, I love—I've always loved yeah, Brad Pitt. I'm Leo, a, I have a harder time with Leo. Just some, sometimes I, I just, don't know why I see Leo as Leo. Like I have a hard time seeing him. Like outside of The Departed and The Revenant, he's Departed. always just Leo. Like it's just—it's hard for me. But this, I didn't—I didn't get that from this. So, so. This opens up with a mock interview with Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth about yeah. uh, their relationship. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're not seeing double. Like, they look nothing they alike. They look nothing alike. <laughs> Why are you yeah. doing that? Yeah, so <laughs> that, that interview, I like that right out the gate. There was a lot of like uh, subtle co- comical stuff there um, from a sexual innuendo perspective mm-hmm. that actually worked. Um, yes, it, it was yeah. good. It was good. It was a good slurp yep. on the Yep, it was too. good. Um, and then we jump right into uh, Rick understanding the position Rick Dalton's in. So Rick Dalton, that's the one played by Leonardo DiCaprio, was a very, very famous television star on... Yep. Bounty Law. Bounty Law. Yep. And he is tried to break into the movies and failed at that. And now he's been typecast into a villain role as like recurring role through television. Yeah, but I don't I didn't know that that was a bad thing. Like if you're if you're still getting cast, who cares? Well, I think he just wanted to be like he wanted to be the hero. And we see we see him with Al Pacino and they're talking about his movies and the stuff that are coming on. And by the way, his his movie clips were awesome. I loved every single one of those. And I know really? they, they showed the Nazi one in the preview. Yeah. But those were great. The, the flamethrower. The flamethrower the flame <laughs> was good. The whole time I'm thinking, like, how do they do that? How do they light those people on fire and like just to to film it? Because yeah. it looks so real. <laughs> like, even if they have those suits on, that's gotta be real hot. Yeah, it's gotta be real hot. I didn't But get no, it. I mean that was oh. That reminds me, though, yeah. of, like, whatever, uh, he's just being, you know, kind of like a drama queen. I don't know what you call it. Whenever he's being schnozberry, I guess is the best way to say it. Because uh, everybody knows what that means. When he's starting to cry? No, no, no. Whenever he's shooting his flamethrower, oh. he's like, God, the heat. Oh, and yeah. then he goes, he's like, is there anything we can do about the heat? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? 
a flamethrower yeah. guy. What are you talking about? Oh man. So yeah, I mean, I, I just thought everything about that interaction with uh, Riggs Alden and Al Pacino's character was great. I thought the interview was uh, awesome. I, don't, I, don't really I care love for Al how they're already throwing in hippie bombs. Like they're throwing haymakers at hippies right yeah. now about how terrible <laughs> they are. Yes. What are they doing on this planet? Kill them yeah. all. So that, that, that was pretty funny. So then we kind of moved into um, the crying scene as he's leaving. This is where he realizes that he's been typecast. <laughs> yeah. And Brad Pitt's telling him not to not to cry in front of the... Well, I'm going to say valets. Yeah, and he's like puts on his sunglasses for him. Yeah. He's like, oh, you need these. And it's like... So I what, don't know, did, man. Did you notice, like, what was... So he had, like, weird facial tics through this whole thing, too. Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Like, I'm telling you, he's one of the best actors I've ever seen in my so life. Good. Yeah. He, he had, like, is incredible. Stuff his, with, like, the acting, squinting with his eyes and stuff. Yeah. It was so good. I don't understand, like, how you think he's typecast as a Leo or whatever no, you I don't think he's typecast. I just don't... I don't buy into his characters all the time. I have never not bought into his character. Really? It blows my mind that you say that because he's one of those guys that I'm like, oh, shoot, it's a Leo DiCaprio movie. Yeah, my mind's about to be blown. See, I don't know. I just see Leo. And every time he plays something like like grim and dirty i'm just like oh it's leo trying to be grim and dirty like it's just hard for me but God, i mean the worst revenant was the first one that broke the mold revenant was so good yeah it was but we're not talking about that we're talking about this <laughs> i could for like two hours so do you have I, stuff I from the opening before we start getting into uh getting to the brad pitt lifestyle anything else on the opening <laughs> shots with like with no, rick dalton and no such? the only thing that i had was that those those uh, scenes with him and other in other movies and kind of you know doing the old stuff it was just cheesy, and I know that I know spaghetti western, but it was. I don't know what spaghetti western it's means. It's cheesy western movies, like where you see a gunshot and the guy's just like, oh, and then he kind of falls <laughs> over dead, and there's like nothing yeah, to it. Yeah, I just am not a fan of that. So it, to me, it went overboard on that kind of stuff. Oh, see, I and, think it was relatively light, to be honest with you. And one thing we haven't talked about yet is the length of this movie. It was a full two hours and forty minutes. Like it was, it was a longer movie. Did you feel it? Um, I tried, no, I didn't feel it, but at times I was like, yeah, this is just filler. No, and, and I didn't get, it. no, man. This I just had felt more, like there was a had, lot of filler in it. This was an exceptional character development stage through this entire movie. I mean, there was a good character development. I don't feel like it was filler. I think you needed everything. What would you, what would you say you could have cut out of there? Um, uh, most of the TV clips. Almost oh, I all disagree, of them, man. I actually. disagree. Like, I think was... you're having to set the environment for that. Why? Like why? Why did, why did they have to uh watch him do his like uh I can't remember what it was an interview for, but he was it was supposed to be Stephen Queen or it ended up being Stephen Queen and it showed his full length um So I think I, so I, th- have you I seen can't the remember. Great Escape? No. Okay, I think you need to go watch The Greatest. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like a this. lot of these things are. If I would have known what the heck they were, <laughs> or if I would have known any of those people, it, exactly. Well, well, I don't know, man. It doesn't. A lot of those movies I haven't seen. A lot of those people I didn't know. Like I well, knew Sharon Tate was murdered. Yeah. I didn't know who she was. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know Sharon Tate much, but because I never really cared. I didn't to, know. To read I knew into... the uh, Polanski as a director yeah. or whatever he was. Everybody else in in the party that they showed, no clue who they were. I can't even repeat their names, but everybody was. I'm assuming they're famous actors yeah, no, they're, or they're, in the were, movie industry. There were famous actors, actresses, directors, all that kind of stuff. And then I don't know if then, Timothy Oliphant's character. He played uh, another western lead on a television show i don't know if he was supposed to be based on somebody or if that was totally fictional or not i had no clue and and i'm jumping ahead a little bit but even going into like the spawn ranch i didn't know who any of those people were and i thought they were characters for this movie turns out all of them are real people yeah 
Yeah. I, I assume that everything with the Spawn Ranch thing was real. Well, I didn't even know, know what Spawn Ranch of, was until I watched a documentary you today. You wouldn't know any of those well, unless you actually knew about the Manson. Exactly. Yeah, but that shouldn't that shouldn't make this. I don't I don't think it's yeah. fair to label it as filler just because you don't know the backstory. I it's mean, not filler. It's that it, it, to people who know the story and to people who have followed or at least uh, like half understand what went on in that time, it made sense to them. And for me, I'm like, I don't know who, what they're doing there. It Why? Just, it. it it, for those of us again who did did know that backstory, it was like there was so many scenes where they just created this like crazy tension, or um, you know, kind of like they introduced some little. It was like like in another genre of movie, you'd call it like an Easter egg, you know, where it's like this little mm. little name drop, a little piece of information that you're just like, oh, okay, oh, they're leading up to that, oh, they're gonna do, you know, and it's and then they would either do it exactly the same or they would do something totally different. It was. I I loved that. I, I get that. But. I have a kind of weird question. Okay. Do you guys think that Quentin Tarantino was like, Sharon Tate's story and the Manson cult is a great thing that people kind of are obsessed with and or whatever, and it start, this movie started out saying, how can we make the Sharon Tate story and turn it into a different movie? Or do you think he said, I want to make a movie with Brad Pitt and Leo and some weird friendship in Hollywood like, how do you think that Yeah, story which came first, came. chicken or the egg? So I think, I think, because I think Tarantino has a brilliance about him with this. So I think he wanted to tell the story of a struggling actor in Hollywood. I, I think that was the basis. And then he was like, you know what would be cool? Is if I try to tease the Manson family thing. Yeah. And then it has nothing to do with that. That's the once upon a time <laughs> like, thing. Into like, it. like, even the title of the movie, I'm like, ah, that makes so much more sense Yeah, now. and I think, I, I love that yeah, it's just like, and, okay, so now that we've already talked about that. So um, I'm going to skip all the way to the end real quick just to talk about sort of that thing. But my whole thing with this is like, at the end, I was like... I'm so dumb. Like, there's no way that Quentin Tarantino is going to tell the story of the Manson family. He's going to go in there and wreck it. Like, he's going to make his own <laughs> alternate ending. He's going to do what he thinks should have happened with the characters he developed. Yeah. And that's what made it great. And I don't want to talk about that scene until the end. Yeah, we'll wait for that. But I loved I Like, I was like, why did I even fall for that? And I think it's because they did amazing trailer work with this. Yeah, like the trailer they did. built like, this as being. Well, you say that. However, but, no, go ahead, Maria. I was just gonna say. I mean, even just the way that they filmed the scenes related to that night, where they they went like hour by hour, minute by minute, what each yeah. person was doing throughout the day, and they focused a lot on Sharon and Jay, and I don't remember the names of the two people that were at her house, but the other people that you know that ended up becoming yeah. you know victims, yeah. and and they were like focusing on what they were doing and when and where, and it was like. It just it really really, really dragged you into thinking know, that like okay like they're leading up to what's I mean, about I don't to happen. Think they know. It was yes. So they're not going to know what they were doing. Manson specifically, went to right? told and told him who to go kill. Yeah, no, I knew uh, that, but they didn't but know what like Sharon Tate was doing. I don't. I didn't fall for it. In the preview, I was like, yeah, Sharon Tate's going to be in it, but I don't think it's going to show her murder. I didn't really? think that that's what the movie was going to be about. Well, if I, didn't I had even actually know. taken a step back and thought about who was making this, I'd have been like, there's no yeah. chance. This is going to end exactly the way it ended. Well, the that's first like, six times I saw the trailer before we like did our initial reaction yeah. and everything, I didn't even know really anything about the story. I didn't know Charles Manson was the one that killed Sharon Tate. I just knew that she was murdered and then I put, put it together Well, a he did. Bit. He ordered <laughs> he people to. Well, which, right. But, but, yeah. I, but I'm saying like the cult. I didn't like I knew he was a cult leader. Didn't know much about else. I got gotcha. you. Okay, and that's, that's just fair. the, the so, dumb youngness in me. But <laughs> I don't know if it's I, you know it's subject matter, man. 
I don't think that holds your interest like other things. So that's fine. No, it doesn't. I'm 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 actually not a fan of cults. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in typical uh, Dad Gum and Rika's fa- fashion, we're like half an hour into this, and we're seven minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, feels let's right. skip off of Leonardo DiCaprio's Rick Dalton's character over to Brad uh, Pitt's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Cliff I can talk Booth. about him the rest okay, of the time. So. So <laughs> he had uh, the biggest oddball curve for me where it's like, okay, so he's, this is uh so this is based on a relationship of Burt Reynolds and his, uh, his stunt double. I read about this. That's, that's the whole, really? that is the whole story that's Did placed Burt there. Burt Reynolds stunt double kill his wife? I don't know about all that, but oh, I know okay. that, that the bond and the friendship okay. and how they all went together, but the killing the wife, they was pretty great. Yeah, so, was... <laughs> so Cliff Booth is, uh, I guess he what we gather over the course of the next hour is he is semi blacklisted in Hollywood <laughs> because people think he's killed his wife because he uh, has uh, problems lo- on set with people. It looked like and, it was pretty uh, accurate that he killed his yeah, wife. It was but pretty clear. Is, it's he, like, Oh, those two are on a boat. And one of them came he's back. Like, he's yeah. like, cool. <laughs> like there's not a single, there's not a single like moment where he's not cool, calm and collect through everything and, and just kind of goes with the flow of everything. Yeah. I love that. He, so he's Leonardo today. He's acting as Leonardo DiCaprio's, and I need to say Rick Dalton's driver, his yeah. his maintenance man, <laughs> yeah. his errand boy, <laughs> and his stunt double when they can get in. And um, I, and so I was like, I was like, okay, so cool. These guys are kind of like roommates, they're best buds. And then Brad Pitt goes home to basically like half a trailer. Yeah, that he's got just as many rats I as he does food. He didn't in. just live <laughs> with them. It yeah. didn't make any sense. He is he is definitely just he does not care about anything. Uh, oh, from a life perspective. Oh, he cares about his, for his dog. dog. Uh, Brandy? Yeah. Brandy, Brandy, yeah, it's yeah. Brandy. It is that was the, the meanest looking pit bull I'd seen in some time too. No, it but wasn't. Also the it sweetest. was the sweetest no, pit bull. If, and like, and whenever he was feeding him, and he made a little whimper, and he's like, "Hey, I will throw that food outside." And the pit bull understood all of it. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, man, I want my food to be gone. You're about to. You are about to. I know you." Yeah. And it, <laughs> he just listened. And his, I don't know how this is going to sound on a podcast, but his was like, "Oh yeah, the to go eat." How awesome yeah. is that? Well, you know what else I really liked about that? Not just with the dog, but like with Brad Pitt is that they, they never let you in on how great he was pre-Bruce Lee scene. Except for just these little, like, one or two things he'd do uh-huh. that you'd be like, what the heck? It's like, yeah. parkour. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some, like, he jumped up on the roof. That the awesome. driving scene. So I hated it. That was, I'm, I'm ruining what my least favorite part of this movie is right now. When he's just flying No, it's down every the road. driving scene. No, every driving scene that had the camera shot behind two people's heads, hated that. Why? I hated it. But the driving scene when he first drops so Leo weird. off. Why are you so weird? I just didn't like the you camera You pick shot. the weirdest things to not like. The driver where the camera's behind their head. That's so specific. I can't even remember a time in the movie where that happened. That happened like four times. It might have, but very who cares? Prominent. That's like the normal camera scene. Why do you like pinpoint <laughs> No, this was not a normal so camera. This would have been like if you were sitting uh, in the middle in the back seat and you yeah. were watching the whole time. Like yeah. I just hated it. I hated every minute of that. <laughs> However, so the, okay, the first sorry, moment where you sort of realize that Brad Pitt has skills is when he's after he's dropped uh, uh, yep. Leo off for the night and he drives home and he's just like flying. He's just flying, and you're like, okay, yeah, there's the stunt. There's a stunt double side. I I loved by the way the way they set up like from 
they're not the fake interview, but the next scene that they have together, they just immediately told you everything you needed to know about these two people by watching their feet get out of the car because you see Leo get out and he's in these like fancy shoes and nice and then and yeah. then Brad Pitt gets like, out and moccasins. he's got moccasins and like dirty like jeans gr- and a Hawaiian jeans. Shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know everything you need to know about these two people. I'm also gonna say this was the first time in a movie that I feel like I'm starting to see some of the age on Brad Pitt's face. He doesn't he doesn't look I mean I know he's getting older. He doesn't look Pitt. old, but I guess yeah. I'm starting to see it. Yeah, his his, his body was still Yeah, in dude shape. is still cut. Yeah. Dude is still cut. I mean, he's a handsome his, guy. His hair was awkward, but yeah, it was Well, I think his hair was probably indicative of the time. But I mean, that's that's fine. So, we we see a little bit of uh, Brad Pitt's lifestyle with the dog, with the the two cans. What was the dog's food called again? Uh, I don't know, it like but it wolf, was wolf something. It was like wolf something, but the two flavors were like raccoon, <laughs> raccoon and, and rats. Rat. I was like, what the? Like, that's terrible. But um, then we flash <laughs> to what I'm going to say is our first uh, Sharon Tate scene. We we and there's a little bit beforehand, but the, the first main one where she goes to a party at the Playboy Mansion, and it's basically just to show. Oh, that was her the dancing. Playboy Mansion. Yeah, yeah. I think you were I looking mean, down at that point. No, it actually set it up Playboy Mansion. <laughs> yeah. it, Why was I looking down? I think you'd look down. I think you'd drop popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, that's more important. But um, I, man, and I'm sorry, but good lord, that's where I, th- I think I'm falling in love with Margot Robbie a little bit. Robbie, Robbie, Dude, Margot Robbie, just, like the yellow, the yellow uh, getup yeah. she had going on. I don't know, just something about her smiles intoxicating. Like I've seen, I've seen her in interviews. She's got a personality that's really, really good. I just think, I think, I just like her a lot. I couldn't understand, like, like I get she was not an A-list actress at the time. Um, and it, it made it known whenever she went to go buy a ticket and she's like, that's me. I'm the klutz or whatever. Right. But was she known? I don't know what her deal was in real life. She was, she was still sort of up and coming. Um, and I think in a lot of ways her people knew her name more because of her marrying Roman Polanski. Mm. Um, but she was still sort of an up and coming rising star was, as far as her acting. Um, she didn't stop dancing. No, she danced every, everything. And every everything scene, was dancing. There was there was some sort of dance. Is that is that what she's known for? As I, well? I don't know anything about Sharon Tate. I just know that she was she was very much love music. Yeah, she loved it. Like and even life, just like packing up, which her, I think her was her like suitcase. all just to build you towards like this is going to be a terrible thing. Yeah, it's going to be sad. Yeah. So I'm going to no, skip. I'm going to skip sort of so for a bit, but like and then, yeah. following her a bit. You know, she goes, we see her in the Playboy Mansion. We see, you know, her marriage a little bit with Roman Polanski. We see that she's just sort of this thing. I love the scene where she was watching her movie. Like, how happy she was about her movie and the people's reaction. So, Though it was like 12 people. Yep. She loved every second of it. Like, that reminded me of you a little bit. But <laughs> Okay, yeah. But what I was going to say is that scene to me was just an absolute filler. Didn't need to be there. Um, I loved it because the the shots that they showed of the movie were the actual movie with the actual yeah. Sharon Tate, which was really kind of a cool thing to throw in there just as like Except a, if you're going to do it for Rick Dalton, why not do it for her too? That's the thing that kind of threw me out was like... Wait, it, say that again? What was it? So they were actually... It was actually Sharon Tate in those movies. Right. right. It did not look like Margot Robbie. Right. But it... Well, the, uh, Rick Dalton's not a real person. I understand So that. they didn't have any... But what I'm saying is if... Like, if it's paying a little bit of homage and, like, respect to Sharon Tate, then put her real stuff in there. Uh, is it, though? That's what the, that's what I'm I mean, I asking. think there's a little bit of it. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of it that is. I mean, I think, I don't think this movie, I think Sharon's Tate involvement with this movie is just to short, sort of say, like, this is a sad thing. So let's just have a little bit of fun with someone that probably could have brought a lot of 
lightness to the movie industry. I don't know. I feel like they could have not easily. I don't know how hard it is, but I they also, could have. They could have just put her in there. For I also seasons. think all of this though, what her her entire moment for this was tension breaker on the other two scenes that were going on at this time. So the first, the, the first scene that was going on with this, which is honestly one of my top three in this movie, was Leonardo DiCaprio uh, talking to the eight-year-old girl that he's getting ready to act mm-hmm. with. That was a good oh, one. Oh, that scene was so, so good. good. And their interaction was fantastic also. It was a little too long for me. No, see, I think you needed that. All right, that was... One of my favorite parts was the little girl. Because I think the I little think girl up until was one of my point, favorite parts. I think up but until him this coughing point, was driving me nuts. Well, I th- so what? I, yeah, the coughing, but that I mean that was a little more of a real life thing, and also talk about nitpicking the hell out of something. Come on, man, you're talking no, about man, coughing I was just versus getting, driving. I scenes? know, but I was just getting annoyed. But like, like we get it. He coughs a lot. I think he was just coughing for that scene because he had gotten. I think it was trying to say he had gotten way too hammered the night before going into this. Like he was. That's not when he was hammered. That yeah, was no, the, the night before was when he was floating around his pool doing all the lines with the audio cassette. He was rehearsing and everything. I think they were showing. Oh, the fact I thought that this was, was whenever he was doing the good acting. No, 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 no. No, I mean it was that that was all the same day. That was all like the same two or three days of that going on. Okay, well it's fine. Whatever. But anyway, so so what I loved is like while that's going on and we're seeing that, I think what that did is it like he was not I don't want to say he wasn't likable at all, but he was kind of a crappy human up into that point. And I think that scene with the girl, I mean, come on, man. He's I don't like, think he was crappy. He Why was do you say spoiled that? and he was like he was. He, it was basically just that he was spoiled. I don't. Alex Crappies may have been too much, but he. he I was don't very, think he was ever a bad person. I, I. That's questionable. Okay, go ahead. Um, but I think that that put a different perspective on him because he, he didn't blow that girl off. I mean, he kind of was invested in her, and I think he got a little bit of inspiration from her that she did from him. I think it was a fair trade off with it. I think it was good. I think he he latched onto her because he's like, okay, well, if she's this this professional yeah, she was and this into, into it. it was it method I'm, acting is that what it's called whenever they're yeah. they yes, are that character yes. and she i don't, was very great at that i think that was maybe his first exposure to method acting that's kind of how i took that but, but anyway so while his story's going on we're getting the the brad pitt uh bruce lee story going on mm. which was amazing okay so i'm gonna set the stage for this so basically um we get a flashback to why Brad Pitt isn't allowed to work with his specific director, and it's because of the director's wife, and it all yeah, goes back I to I didn't realize that was a flashback at first. Yeah, I didn't either. So they do a flashback to when uh, Brad Pitt or Cliff Booth and Bruce Lee get into a bit of a contest on set, and it's basically who can knock who down three times in a <laughs> row, and it, it opens up with Bruce Lee obviously just like drop kicking. Uh, Cliff Booth straight to the ground. Oh yeah! And then the next scene is like he's like do it again and it slings him almost through a car. a car. And I all I could think of was Allie's head scene in Twilight, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe there is some logic to that. You know, you know, I kind of hate about that scene is the best part of that scene. Oh, I don't want to say the best part, but one of the great parts about that scene is whenever he was like. You know, talking about if my hands are registered weapons, if I kill you. And then he's like, yeah, it's called manslaughter. Anybody goes to jail. That was incredible. And I yeah. kind of wish I didn't see that in the trailer now that I, yeah, see, I saw it in they, the movie. They but it was still very, very, very yeah. good. But so, yeah, Sharon, I just, I, the, those scenes with her were just tension breakers off those other two for me. It was that's just fair. something to decelerate the, the pacing. So that's when, is, okay, so he rick dalton talks with that little girl and he's drunk as a skunk and then he goes into his uh which again this is one of those things where i was like oh this is going on too long whenever they're doing that like one shot acting scene 
See, I and love that, man. See, was, to, to me, sure, that was like was showing cool. the inside of the process back then. And I, I thought, I, I loved that. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. it was cool and everything. But my favorite part of that was when they stopped and he was like, line! And he was... So good. And, and he was trying to, to recuperate and he couldn't use stuttering and all that stuff. Right. I loved that. But the whole... I mean, it went on for like 10 minutes. I of, loved of it, man. That. It didn't feel long to me. And I mean, I could see how it could for you, but I, I just... It felt long to me as well, but it was a good scene. It was a good scene. I was totally wrong. It was I a didn't good feel scene. it at all. I didn't it feel it, it at all. It just felt too long to me. And, yeah. and it, I just really loved whenever he was um, uh, stuttering. And I really loved how it was kind of a flashback to the night before whenever he was practicing the exact lines that he was saying during right. that thing. Yep. I thought that was, again, really cool. But then it felt like I'd already heard this before. I don't need to hear this again. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, I liked the whole process. I thought it was cool seeing how they did all that and everything. Yeah. So he gets okay. through his his work there. Um, Cliff Booth gets through his day of setting up Dalton's antenna yeah. that blew over. <laughs> and he's on the way back and he runs into uh, Hippie. Pussycat. Hippie Girl. Pussycat is her name? Yeah. yeah. And um, they they had had chance interactions here and there. Well, I mean, come on, man. All hippie names are like I something know. like that. I know. Um, but... It was. It was glad it wasn't like Flower Girl. That would have been too too. Don't much they have a Flower Girl? Yeah, there is. Fla- there's flower Jesse, Child. Flower is, Child. Flower is Child. Robin yeah. from yeah, a, yeah. yeah. yeah so right. anyway, he picks her up and he goes out to what's the ranch name again? I've already Spawn. forgotten. Spawn. Spawn Ranch. And it's it's the cult. It's there. It is. So yeah, which I didn't know was a thing until I saw the movie. I didn't know about Spawn Ranch. No, I, I I at least knew about that. I didn't know anything in detail. But that was a very that whole scene was like low key intense. It, it never hit a level that I was worried because no. I was like, he'll rock. After seeing him fight Bruce Lee, I'm like, he'll rock these chicks. Yeah. Like, he, I'm not well, worried about did. him. But, but, like, I didn't know. So, I, I guess the old guy that lived there and then Squeaky that was guarding the base the whole time. Those are real people. But yeah. to me, they just seem like dumb characters. But they're not dumb characters because they were real people. Right. And so, see, so watching this movie not knowing that, you're like, I don't care i don't care about I these definitely, people i actually didn't know much about it before the movie too and i thought it was a little bit strange and then today i literally watched a manson documentary and it made much more sense so i think it coming sense. into yeah. it yeah well i mean it did i it, didn't it doesn't translate well if you don't know i didn't get the confusion I, I knew enough that the manson family was connected to spawn ranch and i was just like okay so this is the manson family i don't know much about it but i'm just gonna assume that it's crazy and it's yeah. cult-like to me it so was i just, just went like squeaky tried to assassinate a president what? Well, that's in um, real life. Also, one of my favorite little things that I always have remembered about that is that Squeaky got her nickname because of the little sound she would make whenever old man Spawn would pinch her butt. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I love Either way. Brad, Pete, Brad Pitt beating that crap yes. out of that guy. No, that was awesome. He when beat he's like, you stuck a knife he through my wheels <laughs> off that dude. <laughs> he stuck a knife through the tire. And again, the whole time, I love cool, the way he was like, collect, man. this is my boss's car. Yeah. And he's not going to be happy. <laughs> yeah, he was great on it. But the, everything else was just weird to me because I didn't know what, like, Squeaky was disgusting. They were all disgusting. They're I know, I know. And they had uh, a lot of armpit hair and <laughs> and i couldn't stop looking at that yeah that that caught my eyes pussycat's feet in the car yeah. were yeah. one of the grossest things that's i've ever too. seen in my life i know but i, don't I don't know, were shocked it. by this this is hippies um, like i know and they feet were just gross looking even if they weren't dirty and they like, were they digging were just, through no. garbage and they well, that just was like real. that was real yeah i just love when it was just like fix it what yeah yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> through the stuff fix it fix it it was so good but um so yeah, we get past that, and I, it's kind of 
it was like as soon as they did that, they sort of like, okay, let's jump forward six months and end this movie. It was well, very yeah. like it was like what? What just I don't happened? know. You're missing one of my favorite scenes. Well, go for it, man. Well, well, that's whenever uh, Rick Dalton actually becomes a good actor, and I know it's in the preview, and that's what another problem that I have is some of the best scenes in those movies were in the previews, and it was whenever the little girl. They go through their whole acting sequence, and she's like, that's some of the best acting I've ever yeah. seen. And he gets so emotional. I'm not getting off you that you hated 90% of this, though. Uh, you have to realize that what we're talking about is the 10%. There is two hours and probably know, 20 man. minutes of this movie that is a filler to me. It feels to me like there wasn't a flashy stuff for you. I don't know how you guys Maybe. totally skipped over um, Rick Dalton's pep talk to himself in the trailer it was one of the most amazing things. The range of emotion in just that little scene yeah. was amazing to me. I'm never drink it again. Yeah. And he goes and grabs his flask. He's like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So, yeah, no, so you're right, Maria. I want to spend the last that. little bit here talking about the last 10 minutes of this, 15 minutes of this movie, which... That's what I, yeah, <laughs> it was the best honestly, thing. Until, I, until I, this scene... So there's two things that happened in this Did this scene, scene offend you? Why would it offend me? Because I looked at you and you were just like, you looked appalled. And I was like, <laughs> if I'm getting ready to get into a fight with him over this, because I'm no telling way, you, dude, you're not going to get into okay, a fight with me. So let me set the stage real quick before we go with this. And are you fine? With, so we, we did the thing what Tatum kind of alluded to that we're, or maybe it was Maria, we're bouncing around to specific times where people are and everything. Yeah. And basically the stage is set where Sharon and Jay, her friend, are over at her house. They're entertaining some long-term guests there. And... Uh, Rick and Cliff have been out drinking all night to mm-hmm. celebrate the end of sort of their partnership because right. uh, Rick's gotten married. He can't afford to pay Cliff anymore. Yep. And they've just come back from their night of drinking yep. and Cliff has to go walk the dog and Rick is going to make margaritas and go out yeah. to the pool. And uh, then, you're missing the big yeah. thing that Cliff has in his hand. Yeah. So, then, so as I was getting there, I was okay. like, so, so, so as uh, Cliff goes out, he grabs an acid dipped cigarette, yep. smokes it, and starts tripping. Yep. So, and then, and then <laughs> it looks like he wasn't necessarily down, tripping until he got back to the house. Yeah. But yes. He so as tripping. he's walking down, the the Manson cult comes up to presumably <laughs> kill Sharon Tate, and then Tarantino's like, "This is where history stops, and this is yeah. where my world begins." And this is where Rick Dalton goes <laughs> yeah. out there and so, just starts giving Rick Dalton <laughs> the worst. Yeah, and he and just like, hates Get hippies. The heck out of here, you hippies! <laughs> yeah. He just rocks hippies, and they take it. They're not even so, no, like, they, they they hinted at grabbing the gun. I was like, please don't. I, I, I wanted more of this than them just shooting Rick Dalton yeah. and going up. And they put the gun down. I'm like, okay. And yeah. then they start to drive off and they park. <laughs> like, and I'm like, Rick okay. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they basically, at that point, Rick's done. We think he's done. He goes back to his pool and he's yeah. drinking his margaritas. And then we see Cliff coming up and you realize, okay, Cliff is getting ready to have an interaction with the guy he almost <laughs> got in a fight with in addition to the guy he beat the crap out of yeah. at Spawn Ranch. And so... So Cliff comes in, he's feeding his dog, he's holding a can of dog food, and they kick in the door. I love how, so one of my favorite things that they did in this movie that they don't in like every other movie ever is whenever he was tripping acid, they never sh- made the camera look like it was yes, also tripping acid. I did acid. like that too. It was just so he was thing. looking at his hand going back and forth, and I could picture like other movies and what it should have sounded like. I could just picture his hand going like, you know, how they like follows oh, like yeah. a trail or whatever. I could just picture him seeing that. He's like, whoa, slinging his hand back and forth. <laughs> yeah. so, so awesome. He's just trying to there, feed his dog. Trying to feed his dog. <laughs> 
and the guy's kicking the door. They pull a gun on him, and he's he's typical Cliff Booth. He's just cool, calm, and collect. <laughs> First, he's just questioning whether they're real or not. <laughs> so Are you real? He has a dialogue with him about being real. He points his finger at yeah. them with a finger gun. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And he was Everything. laughing so hard. He was just, yeah. like, losing his mind laughing. And then... <laughs> so good. This might be my favorite <laughs> moment in movie history right now. because it, So this made me... I elevated out of my seat. I yelled. I threw my fist forward. Yeah. You said I embarrassed you, which I don't care. <laughs> no, no, no. the guy so, beside me was oh, losing his mind, let me, too. Let me set up what happened in the theater. Which <laughs> Do you want to say what happened whenever you yelled? So yeah. the fight starts with him doing... Do the sound again. The, yep. And the dog just... Just lunges the most vicious, vicious dog bite. attack. You hear <laughs> yes. the bone in the yeah. dog's mouth just crunch. And Cliff Booth <laughs> just winds up and throws a fastball of dog food the can the whole can goes the in the can. chick's mouth and shatters her teeth and is just stuck in there and it goes crazy for as like as soon as you yelled yes though the audience around us was like oh are we doing this together this is a family thing yeah. and everybody starts going at it too yeah so the whole audience is just like yeah throw another can <laughs> yeah it was a tidal wave of emotion for me man i just people like, like clapping I couldn't, I couldn't stay in my seat. I was laughing so hard. It was it was amazing. Okay, Brandy so, so, rocked that dude. So I have the sequence of what happened. Yeah, okay, I'm going to let you go of, with That it. was kind of <laughs> difficult to, to get at. So uh, Tex points the gun at him, and he does the yeah. whatever it is, and the dog bites his arm. So that, uh, <laughs> he throws the dog food, <laughs> and he goes over to where Tex is, who is getting his groin annihilated by the dog yeah. at that point yeah dog and is he, ripping and his it's junk not off. a curb stomp but he stomps his head yeah and there goes tex yep so the dog has nothing to chew on anymore so he sticks him on another girl who it just had the dog can thrown <laughs> at her face who's already having probably the worst day of her life at this <laughs> point um and he goes over to the to the third girl who tried to stab him and starts bashing her head on a phone then bashing her head on a fireplace and then bashed her head i think like once on a final table before it was like you're so dead he just bashed her head in you're so dead that was actually the part where i thought you were getting offended i looked over you You had a look on your face like everyone's cheering the guy beside me is like laughing (laughs) clapping rocking and i look over at you and your mouth's just open and you look like like, dumbstruck yeah Yeah, i have my i have both hands over my face i'm screaming laughing just pumping my fist everywhere everybody's (laughs) freaking out and i'm just like oh my god Gosh, this is so graphic <laughs> and and then the uh girl that had the can of dog food uh grabs the gun that um tex had at the original and runs outside where is it not cliff um rick dalton rick dalton he's <laughs> out there listening to music so he's got headphones on and goes in the pool and just starts shooting randomly yeah. dalton's freaked out I his just, little old man I he know. got out of the pool he's got like a little old man <laughs> run off to his yeah. shed you're like well rick's running away that kind of sucks so, and, and i kind of wondered like I guess because there was no outlet plugged in, but the radio dropped, and the whole time I was like, "Oh, she's about to get electrocuted." Yeah, but yeah. I guess it just doesn't just battery work. Powered. If it's battery yeah, yeah. powered, whatever, that doesn't matter. And so, and I didn't remember that he kept his flame. I didn't either. So then he walks out with the flamethrower on, <laughs> and everyone like that. That was another point in the movie theater where everyone was like, "Oh." <laughs> Like, everyone was so pumped for that. Which and he is, did it. It doesn't even make sense. He crisped her up. He crisped her. That's <laughs> what he did. And so all of them are dead. 
Cliff ended up getting shot. I, I skipped that part. He got shot, but it, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I know whenever, he got stabbed in the hip. When the yeah, he got he got uh, stabbed in the hip. He did get shot though. Okay, I'm I couldn't figure out what happened to him. I must have missed that in one of my cheers because like I was like, <laughs> why did he just pass out? I mean, I know he's got a knife in his hip, but I didn't feel like it was enough to like take him down. But that makes sense. No, got yeah, shot. one of the bullets. Um, whenever the not the girl that um the other one the yeah. other one yeah yeah so she she got him and so he was done and uh one thing that we didn't really talk about was uh rick dalton's wife who's not from yeah, america francesca <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's yelling in a different language the whole time. i forgot she cold cocked one of them too <laughs> she did. She i did. love the scene where so she hits one runs off in the bedroom and the and dog herself and then brandy the dog after after Brandy's done, Brandy's like, oh no, and runs out and is like scratching at the door and she just lets Brandy like, in. Like, I went inside too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, so that so, was, that was a, I think it probably went on for 10 minutes, that scene. It was of very just, long. Of just brutal beatings. And it was great. It, it was, was great. It was so good. This I was, was so part happy. of the 10%. This one, it was. <laughs> and and me and Tatum were probably the only two people not cheering because we were both just like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> so we both had our face, our hands on our face just in shock of I what we were witnessing. I was losing my mind. I was losing my mind. And then... Like, if I had had a whole thing of popcorn in that moment, I would have thrown it a cl- just clear <laughs> across the theater. Dude. I was like, it was the best time ever. It was. That was such a fun thing to to be a part of. Going on opening <laughs> night to this movie with everybody who yeah, was just I wouldn't as excited. Trade this. wouldn't trade in the world. That was one of the best theater experiences I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, that was a really good one. Um, I think... Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was phenomenal. So then the story just kind of winds down. Yeah, they, it, they, it was great. They just sort of ended on a well. I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, and it was just it was good. It was over. No, but then his interaction with with Sebring and just like Rick Dalton explaining to him what just happened. He's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I lit her on fire. Like, yeah. so, so nonchalant, nonchalant yeah. about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lit her on fire. But you guys want to go like hang out for a little bit? Yeah, just go have so some good. drinks. It was so good. Like you're not you're yeah. gonna go therapy for a while after this one. That was. Yeah, it did. It just ended. Yeah, and um, I think at that point it made it made the story come together for me. Yeah, and so it made the more of the beginning make sense. I think that if I had known the backstory and I had even known the ending a little bit, I would have enjoyed the movie more throughout. Yeah, the I'm thing. actually debating going seeing this again. Like, Monday I can never Tuesday see night. this again. No, <laughs> okay. No, well, let's save I that can. for a second. We'll talk about that in a minute because yeah. I could watch this a hundred times over. Yeah. I think, but. So, um, so one thing we forgot to discuss now that you guys have kind of wrapped up the story and the, you know, the plot, um, (laughs) what do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes scores were? Rotten Tomatoes, I'm going to say critics, critics are starting to get a little offended these days. I'm going to go 88%. I think the critics love this. What are you saying? Um, I'm going to go 95 with the critics. Okay. 85. Oh, really? That's lower than I thought, actually. And um, so audience, I think that the audience, are we doing audience? I don't know yeah. if we do it. I think the audience, like the people that actually went are like diehard fans. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a hundred on the audience right now. Uh, I'm going to say 94. 73. Yikes. What? I think there must've been a lot of well, people who went into this like not really knowing what kind of movie King, it was. Yeah. So it's like a bunch of me's. Why didn't I say what I thought it was? Okay. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I, I know I better now. I don't. The that audience makes so much dumb. sense. Uh, okay, so that's <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Like that makes so much sense. So like, moving oh, so into dumb. a few other questions, do you sure. guys think yeah. this was the right cast? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have when, traded anybody. Nope, I know that I person. want Jack Black in every single movie that's ever been, but I just can't think of a of a person. For I him think in Jack Black. Jack Black could have been Roman Polanski. 
yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He I don't know. I don't think he's supposed he's, to look like he's a very life. eccentric person. Yeah, so. I don't think sure. I don't think he, he does his Jack Blackisms through it, but I think he could have played Roman Polanski in this. Okay. No, I think that the the cast was incredible. The guy that played Bruce Lee was next level. He was great. He was spot on Bruce Lee. He was. <laughs> so good. So, no, I think the cast was great. I think it's a pretty weird question to ask, but since it's on our list, do you think this deserves a sequel? Absolutely no. not. Okay, not good. Not I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Would you yep. watch this again? Uh, You've already you, said no, so why yeah, don't you go you with it? You want me to go with it? Sure. Yeah, so I'm going to call this the 90-10 the thing again. And um, yeah, I'd absolutely watch clips of this movie. Uh, there was definitely parts like Bruce Lee and, and the part at the end that I think would be an awesome, you know, 10 minute watch. But the other two and a half hours for me, uh, I'm just saying two and a half, I don't know what it was. I couldn't, could never I, sit through this again. I feel like this is the best acting I've seen in this year, hands down, yeah, by far. I and I just, that. I can't not watch this again. I'm going to watch this again this week with or without anyone. Like I'm going to. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. 100%. You'll have someone with you. Okay. That's good. <laughs> All Is right, it Tatum? So, so, since you guys oh. didn't talk about it earlier, what are your favorite and least favorite parts? Uh, my least favorite part are the driving scenes. I know that looks like that's such a specific thing, but there are actually like four to five different incidents of that. There was one with Sharon and Roman Polanski driving the Playboy Mansion. There were several with uh, Cliff and Rick driving to and from his house. I just I didn't like those. I don't know what it was that I didn't like. I just didn't like them. They just That, to me, felt... Like they were just trying to show off a camera shot that wasn't necessary in any way, shape, or form. It didn't add or take anything from the movie. I just didn't need it. I just, I didn't like them. I don't know why I didn't like them. They just artistically felt bad to me. Okay, so so mine is uh, what I've been talking about, and that's the filler scenes. And and the one that really comes to mind is, is the Steve McQueen one that he... Um, Whenever the guy that you like from the show you like, yep, so everybody knows exactly what I'm talking justified. about. Justified? Yep, justified. There that guy. Whenever he asks him uh, Timothy, if he, if he got that uh, scene, yep. and it was actually Steve McQueen that got it, and he's yep. like, no, I never even tried out for that. And they did like a, a it felt like 10 minutes. I don't know how long it was. It but was his, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes maybe. It just felt like a long time. And there's things like that, like, okay, yeah, I get it. You tried out for it and you didn't get it. Why did you have to show his whole process behind it? Because I think if you see that movie it, and you see that scene with Steve McQueen and then you compare it to how he's doing it, you're going to be like, okay, that was kind of ridiculous for him even to try. Yeah, I, no, I agree with that. But I it, think another filler scene, and I think it needed to be there, but it needed to be 10 times shorter was when he was like at the restaurant and the guy's like you need to go over overseas and do more westerns like that whole scene at the restaurant i was like okay this is overboard i'll give you that one that that's one just, was that was a little that's the, that's the best thing that i could every single scene that was not one one of those just really awesome scenes for me i just kept saying like okay this is going overboard yeah but he does but that's 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 it is movies. it's quentin that's tarantino i know there. i know I, mean, I, I in some of them i love i love Django unchained there's movies yeah. that i love of him but this one, I just, I just kept, I, I just remember saying that to myself. I don't know, man. It just didn't feel like filler to me. It felt like we were just taking a scene from start to finish. We weren't clipping it for the sake of clipping it to make it short. And I mean, I know no, that, that's a, exactly what it was. So it, it was just, not it didn't clipping feel, it. I don't know. I, it, I, this it just felt didn't feel like filler. I think this would have been a great director's cut extended version, but I don't think they should have shown this in theaters. All right, it's fair enough. What about your favorite? What's your favorite part? My, Bruce Lee. The entire sequence of that I thought was... I, I didn't stop that laughing. That was great. That was in my top three. Um, the final fight for me, man. I mean, I, I, that can't be talked about. It, it was. <laughs> I know. It was, like, that was very good. But the, the Bruce Lee thing to me was just like... It, it showed how badass Cliff was. It showed that and it, it just showed everything. So, like, to me, that was the epitome of what this movie was. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so what do you give this? 
I'm going to say um, for the 90% that I didn't like it, I'm giving it a 5. And for the 10%, I'm giving it a 9. So I'm going to go 6 overall. <laughs> All right, man. Okay. I This is a... Uh, I wasn't entertained. That's the thing. Is like I, I'm sorry. For, for so long, for an hour and a half at least of it, I just wasn't entertained. I'm just disappointed. That's all. Just disappointed in you a little bit. That's it. <laughs> it's not a big deal. This is, uh, this is uh, A plus for me. Hands down. Without so thought, awesome. question, or anything, this is I'm best so thing I've seen in 19 you. and probably 18. I think, you know, you know, I'm actually like, I'm saying I'm so happy for you, but I mean it so much. I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you found a movie that you like so it much. It just hurts me that like, I just feel like I don't, I, it's, it, and I know, so our grading systems are our own thing. They're on a prerogative. I know. I know yours is based on your entertainment yep. level. It just hurts that because you weren't familiar with the subject matter, this is, gets penalized for I, it. I agree with that, fair. though. I mean, that's, that's the way I we're doing it. I think if I had right? watched so, the documentary that Tatum showed me today, if I would have known the story and if I would have just had, like, an inkling of what was going on for the first two and a half hours of this movie... It probably would have been a 7 8 for okay, me. Okay, that's fair. So, but, this is the exact reason we're doing this next little segment of our show that we're starting now, yeah. which is In Memoriam, right? Yeah, this is I where like we're going to look back exciting. 10 weeks ago to. So, we're going we're gonna to. I can't believe say, it's been that long. I know. And we're going to talk about the movie we saw then and how we feel about it now if anything's changed. Yep. So, that coming up is uh, Detective Pikachu, which was our debut episode. Yep. And let's uh, let's just briefly touch in on that on that movie. So what we'd like to do is kind of look at what we uh, do. We feel the same about that movie as we did then. Uh, has anything changed in our mind now that like two and a half months have gone by? So this was more of a in your world than mine. So take that away, man. Sure. Okay. So I, I think did I give it an eight and a half? Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. so remember. Scores at that time, you gave this an eight and a half. I gave it a. Uh, C minus, which is <laughs> yeah, so perfect. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely not change that. Um, I was actually looking online uh, during Prime Day, like, oh crap, when does that come on sale? Because I'm really ready to buy that DVD. And I think whenever I get excited like that, I know that I, I liked it. And I don't remember the specific scenes. I'd have to go listen to it and everything like yep. that. So there's nothing that's super memorable, but I remember my feeling. I remember the things that. Um, uh, that I said that I liked about it, and I still wholeheartedly agree with that. So I, I wouldn't have changed a thing with what I whatever what I originally said. Yeah, I think I'll keep mine about the same too. I mean, I don't I don't feel like I disliked or liked the movie in any great regard. I the one thing I'll say about this movie now that it's two and a, two and a half months later is it's totally forgettable. I couldn't tell you anything specific about it. I could tell you the overall story, but I just like I don't remember anything great about it if you said like hey what was your favorite thing in that movie i i couldn't tell you i'd have to sit there yeah. and think for a little and bit and for me it was the nostalgia factor yeah so no like, and that's I, totally I understandable that, so, so and yeah. it's just nope, it's, i get that so i don't think anything's changed from my initial reaction to that i think it's still what it is and uh yeah so there it goes yeah that makes sense so we have uh we have a listener mail we have another listener mail so we've got two Woo! two in the bag now so you want to go through that so we did get some listener mail this this week and uh i guess it was i don't listener remember how mail. what nothing go ahead uh, and it was really about um, our language or lack thereof language. Yep. And uh, I think that it, it we should kind of talk about it, but there's there's really not a whole lot to talk about. Yep. Uh, one thing that that I wanted out of this show is I wanted a listener base that could go from you know just a teenager or a, a young child all the way up to an adult. And I know that some of the movies that we talk about like this one is does not ideal for kids yep. but i don't want to take that away from anybody no i agree with you and I, I to me it's you know i've i've always stood by the rule that if we need to say it we say it we'll bleep it out but for the most part uh, i don't think it adds anything of value to the conversation 
other than if it's just from an emotional perspective. I yeah. think we can say what we can say and I, without I think, having to say that. I think the times where I would feel it is whenever I'm talking to you and trying to make you feel like crap. Right. And so, and I don't want to do that as much because, you know, we're still friends. And, and I feel like if I just said, you know, you're the worst and, and every expletive under the sun about you, whenever we get into those moments... I think it would take away our friendship. It wouldn't happen. No. But I think it would take <laughs> We'd be fine. We'd recover. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, that's what I'm going with. Uh, I don't want anything to feel forced. I don't want to, I think this is a, a good normal conversation that we actually have in real life. Um, every once in a while, though, uh, it gets a little shiny. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. So uh, before we start wrapping this up, I want to take a moment and just uh, glance over at Maria and Tatum and give them an opportunity to give any final thoughts they had around the movie, any, anything they want to add that we maybe didn't. So either one of you, feel free to jump in. Well, um, I personally am with Gordon in virtually every single thing he said. I loved this movie so much. I thoroughly enjoyed myself the entire time. I didn't have any moments. It was a very long movie. There were no moments where I felt like, oh, this is dragging. This is too long. It did not feel like it was that long of a movie to me. Um, I I loved all the tension that led up to that final scene. And I, I never imagined that they were going to totally flip the script like they did. And I loved it. It was so good. I... Yeah, I loved it. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Emotionally, um, every single thing that he did. It, it, so was Brad Pitt, though, also. Um, so everyone was good. Everyone yeah. was great. And um, Brandy was the best. Yep. I'm, I'm jealous because Maria knew the story and I feel like it did add something. I just I just wonder what well, I'm this going this like. week if you want to go see it again. No, I don't. Okay. I just I just wonder what this would be like if I just knew a little bit. It'd probably been like Pokemon. What <laughs> okay, you're funny. <laughs> um I liked the movie. I wouldn't say I loved the movie, but I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was really awesome. Brad Pitt's one of my favorite actors, and I always just really enjoy seeing two really great actors together. Like I like when they can like play off each other. Um so that was really awesome. I did feel like things were a little bit extended and long, um, but it held my attention, so I wouldn't say it was, like, excessive. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I know Luke and I did look at each other at one point during the movie, and I was like, what is going on? Like, this is just mm-hmm. bizarre. Like, they're <laughs> just kind bizarre of... Bizarre is a great word for it. Just jumped, It just jumped from, like, thing to thing to thing to thing, which is fine, and I just didn't feel like there was much continuity to it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but mm-hmm. I liked it. I probably would maybe watch it in the distant future again, but it would I'd be something that like I watched on the couch while also playing on my phone. Gotcha. See, I'm thinking opposite. In the distant future, if I were to watch this again, I'd still have to pay really close attention because that's where the good things were in this, is, yeah. is whenever you were I actually just, paying attention and it was the little details. I guess details. for me, it was all the dialogue, all the interaction, the scenery, everything. So to me, it's just, it's hard. It was nice getting original content for once, which we haven't had. Oh, it's that. absolutely original. So it just, there was, wasn't a rip off of anything. I think also just, I mean, being somebody who did kind of know the story um, and just it was one of the saddest things to hear about with this, you know, young actress and she was pregnant and just it's it was so sad to think that somebody could make a movie about that that ended up being lighthearted 
in a lot of ways and that I ended up laughing like crazy at the end when there should have been so much so much tension and so much tragedy happening is just it's absolutely amazing that that was able to happen yep here's what i think would be awesome Uh, we're we're about to show the best editing skills that has ever happened in podcast history i really hope it's bad uh we are going to say (laughs) and the winner is and then and and like and and, you know and we're gonna say it so uh get ready because we're about to announce the winner of the gift card yeah and the the winner winner is sarah williams Oh, I can't believe they won. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. So enjoy so that fifteen dollars and oh, go watch it. I'm so movie. happy for you, boy or girl. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, that's the show for this week. So uh, we're currently streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Alexa, iTunes, Internet. So pop on over to the Internet <laughs> and leave, the leave us a review or subscribe. Uh, check out our Instagram page at Dad Gavin Rikus or our Facebook page at Dad Gavin Rikus Review a Movie. We've been a, a decent amount of content flow. I want to say again, thank we, we you to did. everyone who's been What'd doing you that. Say? Content we've been, flow. We've been a decent, we've been getting a, a decent <laughs> amount of content flow. We've been all the so, flow. Thank you to everyone who's been commenting. Uh, as always, you know we we enjoy seeing that stuff. Yes, we want to bring do. more of it on the show. Uh, we've been running a little long here recently, so but that's fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, you can send us also comments to our email. That's uh, dadgumandrecus at gmail And again, we'll bring any of that stuff onto the show. So if you want to be heard, write in, make a comment, say I want to be on the show, something. Maybe you'll get a mystery call. But anyway, that's this week, and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks.